Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Message Recap Podcast. That's right. We've got a little uh, signage here, and we now know what to say. <laughs> it's, uh, it's more for us than it is for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that's why I tapped it and looked at it, because there's one over here too, and uh, reminded me what to say. That's so, right. Yeah, we're back. I'm your, one of your hosts, Justin Oswald, the um, Executive Pastor of TC, the Lead Pastor of TC, and Damn. Special Guest, the Founding Pastor. The man, the myth... In the legend. <laughs> oh, boy. All rolled Go. into one. <laughs> yeah. Founding pastors with us today. And then, of course, always behind heard the not camera. Seen heard not John seen Sapp. John Sapp. Yo, what up, everybody? Why are you sitting like that? I'm just chilling. You are. The man that makes it all work. I guess. Vibing. He's sitting strange. Vibing. John does strange stuff. We've well, come to learn that. Well, <laughs> it's only for the benefit of the church. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So no, yeah. I mean, welcome to the. Uh, you, were you on last week? No. No, that was Rick. No, and Nate. that was Rick. Rick and Nate. The week before I was. The week before. Yeah. I've been out for two weeks. I think yeah. I've been out for two weeks. Yeah. And me and you were both out last week. You were on a little. Uh, you were on vacation, kind of retreat. On a, a little retreat. We call it pastors' retreat. Yeah. Some, Which is some of my brothers. Which is a vacation. Some of my boys. Oh, it was definitely a vacation. Yeah. yeah it was. Uh, That's good, though. And then you, you, you too, you and you, Miss Kathy, we were all in Destin. At the same time. But at the same time. And didn't know. Uh, I had no idea y'all were there. Uh, oh, yeah. I was in, I was in San. I mean, it's all right there. Yeah. I mean, I was in San Destin. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Where in Destin were you? We were across the street from the commons, not the outlets, the commons. You were a little, I was a little past. Yep. 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 Where, where, where were you, you at? Uh, we were at a Airbnb on the beach. Yeah. Were you closer to the commons or the outlets? Do you know? Uh, we were still west of both. Just a little west. Okay. We were by uh, the uh, water park. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Big Kahuna. Big Kahuna. Big Kahuna's, but on the, on the, on the beach side. On the beach oh, yeah. You were close to me then. Yeah. yeah I, I was just a little ways past mm -hmm. y'all. I was uh, in the Sandestin. Yeah. Resort. Gosh, I was at were, Baytown Wharf, where yeah. the Baytown Wharf is. You were really close to me then. The red light for the Commons, mm -hmm. right there where Ross and right. all that is. I was, if you, I was on the other side. I was closer to the beach side. Yeah, but at that at that intersection, we were about five minutes from there. Yeah, so that's good. Like that. Yeah, I was not on a vacation. I was doing a kind of a work thing, but it was nice to be away. I'm, I mean, there was there was downtime we had, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to like network. It was some of the stuff I was doing for the PYP young professionals, but um. It was cool. One awesome. of our church members was there. He leads. He's got a big role with Florida Power and Light, and they're the ones yep. who put on that big conference. Right. So he was there. Um, so I got to see him a little bit, talk to him, hang out with him a little bit. But but it was good. It was good to be away. Baytown Wharf is pretty cool. It's a it's a mm -hmm. different like vibe. It, you know, some of the like on the Destin when you're at a condo on the beach, like you were, which is always nice, being right on the Gulf. But Baytown Wharf is like the village over there and it's like you're not on the water like golf right but it's got like everybody's got little golf carts and then it's like yep. the little village area so it's it's a beach vibe but just not beach. different yeah yeah i played it was funny i played baytown golf course on tuesday oh yeah. right beside you yeah yeah yeah. it was yeah. right there yeah so yeah. i probably could have seen one of the holes you were at from yeah. my room window i could see one of the one of the holes that was yeah. on the golf course but so. it was nice yeah. So, uh, John, Just, uh, <clears throat> suffering for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Rick and, uh, <laughs> Nate and John, uh, held down the podcast. Um, 
Yeah, oh, they did. it was good. Too. They I did a good job. Yeah, I it. it was great. They did a good job. Rick did, anyways. Rick and John. Just kidding. Yeah. Poor Nate. Yeah. No, poor, yeah, we give Nate a hard time. Yeah, we do. But uh, it's, it's all in love or fun. Yeah. Yeah, one of the two. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. So coming in this weekend, I was I actually got sick Saturday night. I got here three minutes before service started. Sunday yeah, morning. I didn't even realize that because your office was, I guess, Ashley went in your office and opened the door and turned the light on. Mm. So the whole time I was here, I thought you were here somewhere and we just were, campus, were like yeah. missing each yeah, other. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I even looked at you and I go, is Pastor Brad here? Yeah. No, I mean, when no. I was doing transition, I thought you were here, just not. No, you no, didn't, I, was not. I walked in the door at 827. I didn't even know that because yeah. your office was open. Yeah, no, I got And the I light was sick. on. I, was, I just I was, thought you missed. Trans- I was uh, up from three, run through. three to six, man. I was up. And I finally was able to fall back asleep at six. So I slept from six to seven thirty. Ooh, that's dangerous. Yeah, I had I had like three <laughs> alarms set. So um, that's dangerous. But I also knew I was a dude. It'd be, if I was preaching that Sunday, I would have. I wouldn't. Have oh yeah, 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 yeah. I would have yeah. just stayed up. But he was. <laughs> Pastor Dan was preaching, so I was like, I'm gonna go back to sleep and get there right before <laughs> service starts. How about that? So <laughs> and he did. And I did. Yeah. Yeah. Get the rest of his heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so. good though. It was a good day. It was a fantastic day. Um, Wrapped up the the series. Sushi sex and subtitles, man. It was a good time. Pass it in. You know, great message. You know, one of the one this year I wanted to. Most years I've done it. I, I've done it solo. I haven't brought anyone else in to speak during that series. Uh, I did one time when I had Pastor Scott speak in it, and that was twenty nineteen. That was at AMC. At the AMC, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So maybe twenty twenty. It was right before we shut down. That, my, that could yeah, be. That was, it was right. It was 2020. So this year I was like, man, let me, uh, you know, wanted to bring in passion in. Cause the, you know, we want to talk about, it's one thing to talk about all the things you should do. It's different to talk about the things you have done. And I think your perspective this past Sunday was just, was so helpful for a lot of people. Cause it's again, like I can tell people what they should do all day long. I can tell people what I plan to do all day long but at the end of the day doesn't mean i'm going to do it and doesn't mean they're going to do it right so for to have your perspective on these are the things we have done we this this isn't a a hopeful this is a success story this is a testimonial of what you have done and uh it was was great great feedback from all the people so yeah it's a good day yeah good good response Mm -hmm. easy place to preach so that helps yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. Well, uh, let's run through it a little bit. We'll talk yeah. about um, the message was the seven the seven laws of the harvest. Yeah, so yeah. We'll just we'll run through them, and then of course, like always, if you missed it, go back and watch and um, watch or listen. You know, all yeah. those things on the website, YouTube. It's there. You want to get the whole the whole picture, but um, mm-hmm. I, I would I don't want to jump in there and say listen to the whole series first. Oh yeah, definitely. if you have not heard the series, don't go to the last sermon first. Um, I've heard so many messages and series on marriage and relationships, and I'm not just saying it because Pastor Brad's my son or he's here. I've heard so many people say it, by far one, of, if not the best, one of the best series they've ever heard on marriage and relationships, and the nuggets, the truths that were presented there. Um, I mean, Kathy and I have been married almost 43 years, and we would go home every week. And, and in our trip to Destin, that's mm-hmm. a lot of what we did. We sat out on the balcony or on the beach and just talked about the nuggets that we had heard and and just how do we implement those now yeah. to make our next 20 years better. So I just really want to encourage everyone, if you have not listened to this series, go listen to this series first. Absolutely. It's yeah. powerful. Oh, powerful. Yeah. That's that is good. true. I, every year it's different. 
It is. You know, it's like the same concept. You know, concept, but it, it's it's different every year. It's like <clears throat> new and new new stuff that's always real, real good. So that's always exciting. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's hit it. Let's hit through some of the laws. Hit it. Which you may want to give a background on the laws before we get into, you know, you kind of did that in the message about how, you know, the, 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 the laws of the harvest and then, you know, you brought it on centered on marriage, but. Yeah. I mean, we teach it in the pipeline. Yeah. You know, the seven laws of the harvest are irrefutable laws, which mean they cannot be changed. They're absolute. They're the laws of God's word. And we see agriculture all through scripture. God uses the analogy of and the background of agriculture, what you sow, you reap. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation of, of the Word of God, practically. And, and so there's seven principles or laws that we call them of the harvest that He gives throughout Scripture that affect every aspect of our life. Yeah. You know, financially, you sow, you reap. Your marriage, you sow, you reap. You know, your personal life, you sow, you reap. The decisions you make, what you sow, you reap. So every aspect of our life, um, is found in these seven laws. And then Pastor Brad just said, hey, can is there a way that we can work those into this series to close it out on how to have a long-term mm-hmm. relationship and marriage and how to how to have something forever? We called it forever, uh, this, this sermon. And, uh, and these seven laws, if we walk in them, then they give us seven promises that can help assure mm-hmm. that we're going to have a healthy long-term marriage and relationship. That's good. I think I would add that all of these, all of these, uh, this principle of the seven laws of the harvest, um, like you said, any, it's any, any area of your life you want to reap. Right. So it could be your finances. It could be your marriage. Right. It could be how you raise your kids. It could be, um, you know, your employment, it could be your degrees, your career, it could be, you know, any, it could be any of those things, your business. Um, it, it applies to any area of your life. You want to reap something right. great. Um, so the idea of sowing and reaping in the seven walls of the harvest apply to any area of your life. You want to reap something. So apply this to everything, yeah. you know, not just your yeah. marriage, but certainly your marriage as we talked about this past Sunday, excuse me, this past Sunday. So, yeah. Cool. And we won't go, we won't deep dive each law. That's what the message is for. But yeah. Um, so like I said, go back and watch that, but let's hit it. We'll hit it. Law number one was, uh, we reap only from what has been sown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the key to that, as we said, you know, women are creatures of action and men are creatures of good intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, women, they put action behind their desires and their wants and, and men, we have great intentions, but we're really poor on acting them out <laughs> most of the time. Mm-hmm. And and that affects marriages. And you can't, there will not be a harvest if seed's not in the ground. Good intentions doesn't produce a harvest. Right. You know, we can only reap out of what's been sown. And then in that, you talked about the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 and then Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 was the scripture on that, on that law. Um, yeah. And then you, you said there's a foundation of that law is to start how you plan to finish. Yeah. Which you've mentioned that before. You've mentioned that, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago, even on the podcast. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to marriage is, is start how you want to finish. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. If you if you want to date 30 years from now, you need to date now, you know. Yeah. And uh, you, you start your marriage now just like you want to finish it. Yeah. You know, the rest of that says you are today what you'll be the rest of your life. What you do today is what you'll be the rest of your life. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think, you know, it's it's one of the things we talk about. We talk about in leadership a lot, but it, it applies to this and in marriage, which is you're never going to accidentally get, be, get where you want to be. Right. You know, if you if you were to get on the interstate and just start driving, 
you're not going to you're not going to accidentally end up in you know charlotte north carolina or not you know to the, to the specific address in orange county california that you're trying to get to you're gonna you know it's like the it, there's too much at play pulling you in too many different directions too many roadblocks too many detours too there's too much pulling you so you're not going to end up where you want to be unless you intentionally make a plan to get there um and so we have it's the same thing in our marriages we're not going to accidentally going to end up with a healthy marriage you right. you better intentionally plan to get there yeah um so yeah, you know, you you know as well, uh, both of you as after you go home from preaching a sermon, you think of a thousand things you wish you'd have said. Oh yeah, you know, and it's a few things you wish you'd left out. You know, doesn't seem that important, but I think one of them with this point is how much energy we put into. I won't use the term whining, dining, getting her to you know doing all you can do when you want to get married before you get married. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, once you say, I do, you let those things go on the shelf yeah. and go, okay, we're married now. They're not important. They're just as important. Yeah. yeah. You know, if not more important now. Yeah. You know, you got to keep planting those seeds if you desire harvest. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Law number two. We reap in the same kind as we sow. You don't plant an apple seed and get an orange tree. No. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the type of seed we sow is what we're going to reap. Yeah, it's good. And uh, you used um, Galatians six seven f- as the scripture there. Uh, law number three was we reap in a different season than we sow. Right. Yeah. That's season key. for everything. That's key. Yeah. That's a big one. That's that's the one I think people miss the most. It is. You know, um, it's that that it's it's like we talked about. I've said it before. You said it before. You said it this past Sunday. It's like we we wait till we're in a season needing a harvest to start putting seed in the ground. And it just doesn't work that way. You don't plant today. I would. I don't plant seed this morning. Walk out this afternoon and get mad at God because nothing sprouted out of the ground yet. Right. It's like everybody knows you got to plant something, and then you can expect to harvest later on. And so you're going to reap in a different season than you. Yeah. Sow. You. You know, we use the saying in that you don't sow seed to resolve an issue. You sow seed to prevent one. Yeah, that was a big one. You know. Yeah. Uh, we saw that reposted a lot on social media. Yeah, that was, yeah. that, that yeah. was one of the zingers that was standing out for sure. But, uh, you know, you, you don't reap in the season you sow. You sow for a future season. Right. And we talked about every marriage, every marriage is going to go through hardship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may not be a personal hardship. It may not be, a, a, you know, a division in the two people. But every marriage, it could be children issues. It could be financial issues. It could be health issues. It could be so many things that put your marriage into a place of hardship and crisis. And it's too late to plant right now. Mm -hmm. You you can only now um, move forward and progress in the seed that's already in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And so you sow in a season, you reap in a different season. Yeah, that's big. That's that man. That's a that was a key one that stood out to me when you were when you were preaching yesterday. Is you know you don't sow to fix problems, you sow to prevent problems. That was a big one. It reminds me of the old saying: um, if you plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah, it just made me think like you gotta, you almost gotta be prepping a little bit, yeah. knowing Always. the hard times are coming, or even if it's not hard, you don't know what's coming. So you gotta, you gotta make preparations now yeah and not just uh, expect you know something from nothing when the time comes yeah yeah you know maybe getting ahead of ourselves but 
you know, being 64, I see things different than you would see them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm not in my my 30s or early 40s or whatever. You know, I'm in my 60s. Neither are we. Our I'm just 40s. saying. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys I thought you were talking about being yeah. I mean, number three Justin's, in the front. Justin's but. like Justin's right at the yeah. Yeah. too close. Just, just yeah. He's about two years away. No, he's yeah. not. No. He but, feels uh, the need to clarify. Yeah, but you know, you see things differently as you get older, and you appreciate things that you didn't appreciate in your 30s. You didn't realize the importance of them. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, just being able to sit together on the back porch and drink a cup of coffee. And, and and be in love and not need a vacation to be in love, not need a game night to be in love, not yeah, need a movie good. night to be in love. You just love each other for who you are now. You know, your kids are grown and gone. You're not running from ball field to ball field. You know, you're just you're just you, you realize then how valuable that partner is and how valuable they've been yeah. uh, through this yeah. relationship, you know. Yeah. And so you're, you're sowing in a season now so that 30, 40, 50 years from now. You're, you're not trying to, you don't have to resolve a bunch of issues. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can enjoy that, that time, that season in your life and, and have fun. That's good. You know? Yeah. I think, I think for a lot of people, they underestimate, I, I think for a lot of people, they underestimate how unhealthy their marriages and relationships are um, because of their kids and because of those things. And, and, you know, one of the things that I think is important that everybody understands is like activity may be masking your problems, but it's not getting rid of them. Right. You know, so the busyness of taking kids to soccer practice or cheerleading or, or this or that or whatever may be going on, that activity may be masking the problem, but it's not getting rid of them. If you're not, if you're not active about <clears throat> making sure that things are good, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to deal with that at some point. You yep. know? Well, I made a statement. I had several people come up to me afterwards that are in their upper 20s, 30s, early 40s, yep. and I made a statement. You know, God didn't give you your children as a replacement yeah, for your, your marriage. marriage. He gave them as an addition. Yep. That's and how many families a day, the marriage is suffering and they don't realize it. Oh, yeah. we're together. We're busy. We're running from ball field to ball field. You're not together. Mm-hmm. No. You're just in the same park. Yeah. You're riding in the same car, but you're not, there's no touch. There's no feel. There's no uh, affirmation. There's no, it's all toward the kids. And I'm all, Hey, I raised my kids in a ball field. Okay. So I'm all about, pouring into your children. Yeah. But it's like I said yesterday, I'll die for my children. I'll die for my grandchildren, but I will not let my marriage die for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, good. she's my queen. She's going to be with me the rest of my life. That's right. And, uh, you know, so I think it's something that, like you just said, marriages are suffering and don't realize it because we're busy Yeah, and we're, we're, we can see each other. So we think we're together. Yeah. You know, and we're not. And so we have to really become intentional mm-hmm. in that busy season to make sure that we're sowing into the person that's still going to be there when the kids are grown and gone. Uh, you better keep sowing into that person that's going to be there long term or 18, 20 years from now, you're going to wake up and go have a stranger in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now it's too late to try to start sowing. That's yeah. true. That's true. If you make it that long. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah, if you survive yeah. that long. Well, that's yeah. what I used to tell, you know, I tell young people all the time, me and Nate had this conversation not too long ago. You know, he's young. They've been married a mm. year, a little over a year, I think. Not just, even. Oh, I think yeah. they're right at a year if, 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 if maybe, but in a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember having a conversation with him when we were playing golf one day. And one of the things I told him was, you know, I just said, how are you guys, you know, how's, how are you and Leah doing? And, you know, we're just talking, whatever. And, 
said, have you guys got to spend much time together? And he said, yeah, you know, tonight we'll be together. We're at students and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. I was, you know, and, I, and I've told him the same thing I've had to tell a lot of young leaders in the church. When you're at church together serving, you're not together. No. You're in the same building, but you're not together. That's not y'all's time. That's you right. just happen to be doing the same. That's like if y'all work together saying you had time together. That's not that's that's not okay. uh that's not necessarily time together. You need to have time together where your attention is on you, not on teenagers or you know, whatever in his <laughs> world. Um and so I think for some people they even think just because you're doing a good thing right and you're doing it together. That doesn't yeah. make it time that you're building your marriage or building right. a relationship. Like, that has to be strategic, isolated time, you know, where your attention is on each other, not you're together, but your attention is on other people, yeah. you know? And so it's making sure you're looking at each other during those times. And, and even in your senior years, like Kathy and I, we just, we didn't even realize it until recently we sat down and we thought, she asked me a question. She said, when was the last time that just you and I got away together? And one of our 20 minute window talks. Yeah. And I went, I don't know. <laughs> I really, we had to both sit down and think. We've, we've gotten away a lot. We've been blessed to do that. But we always had our children or our grandchildren with us, which we greatly enjoy. Sure. You know, but we, we said this year we're going to start being very intentional. And at least two to four times a year, once every six months, once every three months, we're just going to get away for a couple of nights. Yeah. And Destin or Orange Beach, it don't have to be a big event, but just our time, mm -hmm. you know, and still spend the vacay time with our grandkids and kids and stuff like that. We don't want to pull away from that, but we want to add too. Yeah. Yeah. And make good. sure that we're keeping our time healthy and strong. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Law four, we reap more than we sow. One seed produces a tree. That's good. And uh, that that's the law of the harvest. That and that's where God's part comes in. You know, the next law, law five, is our part. But in this one, uh, God's part. That's where He supernaturally multiplies. Mm -hmm. You know, He takes one seed. He tells us, "Give me the first, the tenth, and I'll bless the rest." You know, it's the law of the harvest that God says, "If I get the seed, that would be the tithe or whatever it might be." Mm -hmm. Uh, it could be a, a you know a love letter, a love note to our wife. It could be whatever, but that one seed can produce a harvest. Yeah, you know it multiplies. You'll always get more in the harvest than you had in the seed. That's good. Which goes like you said to number five, which is our part, which is uh, we reap in proportion to what we sow. Yeah, where God multiplies what we sow, but we decide how much we're going to sow. What are we going to give Him to multiply? Yeah, you know. Um, I've been asked oftentimes in my pastoring, you know, well, um, how much should should I tithe on the the gross or the net? I said, whichever one you want God to bless the most. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he, he's going to multiply. So you determine the proportion of what you want him to multiply. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's the same in our marriage. It's the same in every again, every aspect of our life. Uh, whatever we give to our spouse, whatever we sow in our children, whatever we sow in our business, whatever we sow, the harvest should be multiple of that because the seed is always multiplied. Yeah. I do gross, by the way. That's what I like. It makes more sense in my brain. There you go. And that's yeah, what I want same. multiplied. Same. Me too. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, law number six, we reap the full harvest of the good only if we persevere. The evil comes to harvest on its own. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's your message. You know. It's your message. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we talked about that, you know, marriages work. Yeah. That's what I hear. It's, yeah, it's, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of work involved in marriage. And we talked about, you know, if you're going to have a garden, you've got to go out and, and find the right soil. That's yeah. looking for the right spouse, you know, and then you've got to go out and toil the, the field. You've got to plant the right seed. You've got to go out and water it, fertilize it, make sure that it's healthy. And then you got to keep the weeds out. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to persevere. you got to stay strong. And weeds grow naturally. They don't need any help. Yeah. And and we talked about persevering through discouragement, persevering through. We got to be aware that marriage is work and is constantly pulling out those things that can divide us, identifying the the weeds in our life that the enemy wants to bring to bring division, discouragement, confusion, strife, whatever those things can be. That um, marriage is not well. I say I do, and we're going to this love boat cruise, and right. we yeah. have fifty years, you know, cruising through. Uh, there's a lot of issues involved there, and so it takes perseverance. It's too easy to quit today, yeah. you know, and uh, so it takes perseverance to to have a long term relationship, a long term marriage. Yeah. I saw a video of an old couple. I don't know what this was on. I think they were on a talk show or something, you know. And uh, they had been married. They were like in a hundred years old or something, and um, been married for eighty years or whatever, a super long time. Wow. And um, the, whoever was asked him, you know, about like what's kind of the key. They're talking about some of that stuff, and um, one of them said something along the lines of. You know, you hear people say there's good days and bad days, and they're like, that's not the case. Like, there's good years and bad years, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. like talking about the perseverance, it's like right. sometimes you just get in these seasons where like you're just not jiving or, you know, busy seasons, you know, like if you want to, there's kids involved, and sometimes there is times where it's busier, mm-hmm. you know, but that just that's interesting thought that it's not just good days and bad days. Sometimes there's, there's bad years, which is why I think. You know, holding to those vows and stuff is what's important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not yeah. just like, well, it's been a rough couple months. It's not going to get any better. I'm going to dip out on this. You yeah, know? absolutely. Well, I, I think, again, I'm going to go back to that 20-minute window thing. I think that's been the life's, the lifeblood or savior, whatever you want to call it, to Kathy and I's relationship is we have that window. If I'm in town or she's in town and one of us is not, we have that window daily. If, you know, if it's in the morning or the evening, usually a morning, but um, we have that window and and that window, we talk about life. We talk about us and we talk about what's good, what's healthy. What are we doing good? Where, where are we going on date night this week? Where are we going on vacation this summer? You know, what's our plan? We just talk us and then we open the window for what can we do better? Mm-hmm. Where, where can either one of us improve, you know, yeah. if we slacked off or whatever, and when you have those type of conversations, you you can now operate in seasons, not days. Yeah. But if you don't have those type of conversations, every day is a, an obstacle. Yeah. You know, so you live on now, we're, we're making it day by day. Yeah. yeah. Now we should be making it year by year. Right, yeah. right. You know, and uh, and if we're communicating a lot of the, the things that Pastor Brad brought up, if we're implementing those in our relationships, then as those years do accumulate and we're married 20, 30, 40, 50 years, we'll be like that couple going, we don't think day by day. We think year by year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's finding those disciplines, right? I mean, it's just like everything. I mean, that means you got to, I mean, people are busy now. Like we live off our calendar. 
you know so it's like even if you got to schedule that time i like make it an appointment on your calendar those type right. of disciplines yeah. you know um mm-hmm. i even think back to um how important it is to disconnect in general but you know if you're i would assume with the spouse you want to like not have your phone out in front of you you know where it looks like you're giving half attention to your spouse in that 20 minute conversation right. you know what i mean it's like because yeah. your phone's going off but um you know it reminds me of uh the guy Brady Brady Shear that he talks about disconnecting from the world, you know, and he, he does one hour a day, one day a week, one week a year, where it's like no phone, you know? So that one week a year you're out with your on vacation with the family. Yeah. He's got his phone on do not disturb, you know, cause he wants that to be yeah. his time. And you know, one day a week, it's like a Sabbath for him. And then one hour a day, it's like quiet time, time with mm-hmm. his wife, you know? And that's good. Those are easy to put into you know, like patterns to follow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I, I think we saw the reality of that. I mean, I was just in a sanctuary, just wanted to go in there for a little bit today, just praying for our people, you know, just seeing the faces and that third service when, you know, God spoke and just, you know, if you're here with anxiety, fear, depression, I was thinking maybe five, 10 people. I mean, 80% of the congregation. I mean, it was, I'm not going to say they ran to the altar, but they was pretty fast. They moved with right. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I, I mean, I went to bed with their faces last night and I woke up in the middle of the night with their faces and, and just praying for them that, you know, there's such an attack out there today. You know, we can call it society. We can call it, you know, spiritual, we can call it whatever we want, but to own our time, to own our thoughts, to own, you know, um, to totally just wear us down. Yeah. And I really felt that man last night, you know, yesterday in that third service, it was just like that heaviness and, and that demands that perseverance. You know, I'm trying to right. make sense. What I'm trying to say is that we saw that, that in reality at the end of that third service where, um, the weeds are in the garden, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. The, the enemy's throwing that, you know, from um, childhood abuse. I mean, we I heard that from so many people. I've got, I, I don't want to exaggerate, but I'm going to safely say I've got 15 to 20 private messages uh, since Sunday. And it's talking about that, you know, that Sunday God really opened my heart to a childhood experience or, you know, I went through a, an abusive relationship and yeah. felt like, yeah. you know, nothing. You know, I'm hearing that over from Sunday and, it, you know, there's a lot of weeds in the garden. There, there's a lot of distractions and things the enemy is trying to use to keep people out of healthy relationships. And and we saw that Sunday very livid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. All right. Law number seven. Last year's harvest is over. The potential of this year's harvest is before us. Can't change my good. I can't change my good or the bad. Even if last year was a good harvest. Yeah. It's still over. Right. You know, in a sense of the year. Right. I mean, I still can build on it, but because uh, last year was good doesn't mean I stopped sowing this year. Yeah. And if last year was bad and struggle, then we regroup and we start sowing in a positive manner this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, You don't live off of last year, good or bad. It's a new season. I think that's why God gives us the the years, the seasons, the months, the weeks, the days, the hours that there's always a moment that, okay, this one ends, this is begin new beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's start over again. Yeah. yeah. Like a, there's a, there's an end to this. Yeah. 
good or bad, <laughs> especially yeah. when it's bad. It's like Switch there's an end to this. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's important. We said day. that and on this podcast. I want to say it. You know, we open the message up that, you know, 50, what is it? 51 percent now of Americans in the church face divorce. Something yeah. like that. And so our church is not any different than any other church. So I'm sure half the people that we were speaking to Sunday yesterday were have suffered the, the pain of the divorce, but you don't have to let that identify you. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's some denominations, whatever they do, you know, you're, you're second rate Christian now, yeah. if you're going through a divorce, but uh, not here, <clears throat> we're not going there. Right. Yeah. It's not the unforgivable sin. Yeah. And uh, you know, so uh, those are hurdles that people are constantly having in their face, you know, that you have to work through, Yeah. yeah. you know? And so um, there, there's just a lot of, the enemy has so many tools to try to, to work against a healthy relationship. You know, uh, I was sure, I think you, well, you, I don't know if you were me. I was sure when Pastor Brad at the, when we all went out to lunch yesterday, uh, one of the young ladies at the altar, you know, cause oh, yeah. I really felt a spirit of suicide in the house and, and, you know, I didn't know who, but I, I know when I feel it. Mm. And, uh, and one of them was her and mm. she shared that with me, Wow. you know, um, and, and I've got a, a PM, mm. you know, and uh, but God saved her life yesterday. Mm. Come on, That's you know, awesome. Uh, That's awesome. a horrible childhood, yeah. horrible relationship, abused all of her life and in her marriage, and was done. Mm. You know, and here's God's healing her in an altar. Let's go. That's awesome. You know? yeah, it's good. That's why we get to do what we do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's so good. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it's uh, there's a warfare. Yeah. And uh, we have to stay focused on it. And yesterday's gone. I mean, I wish to God I could do so many things different. Uh, outside of uh, infidelity, Kathy had every reason in the world to divorce me. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's our first four or five years, man. I was married to ministry. Yeah. And thankfully, I had a pastor that woke me up and said, you're going to win a lot of people to Jesus and lose your marriage in the process. And, and I had to regroup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we all have things we wish we could do over, but we can't. So we can do them right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, that's probably real common too. I mean, we've all heard that saying about like sacrificing your uh, wife or kids on the altar of ministry. Yeah. absolutely. You know, like especially yeah. in, in the world we're in. Yeah. I don't know what it, the statistics are now, but I mean, <laughs> pastor's kids, 80 percent, I think around 80 percent of pastor's kids want nothing to do with the church by the time they leave high school, you know. Yeah, one one I saw was around eighty two percent of pastors' kids leave the church by age twenty one. Yeah, that's what. I, that's insane. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I know that's not the 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 those pastors. It's not not their their desire. desire you know, sure. well, and and most of them, you know, they're probably overworked themselves and and a lot of know, it has nothing to do with them, them as a, a, as person, a father. Yeah. It has more to do with the politics and the crap that the kids saw happening in the church. Right, right, right. And yeah. sometimes even done to their parent, not done by their parent. That's but right. nonetheless, it's still... It's a wild... And, and no matter how much you as a pastor, because, you know, with pastor to pastor, we deal with this. Um, my children, to my knowledge, never heard us say a negative word about ministry or people in the church or people that were hurting us. We always tried to protect our kids and, and you're welcome to correct no, if, if I'm wrong here, true. but we, Kathy and I are very intentional uh, to not ever poison our kids toward the church because outside of us as their parents, that was the greatest vehicle we had in making sure they had a good relationship yeah. with Christ. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to poison it, <laughs> right. you know, no, it's true. Uh, but yet 
they saw and heard and felt a lot of things that we thought we had protected them from. And thankfully, they're all serving God today by his grace. Sure. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and, even the, you know, the journey that some of us, you know, the journey that I thinking through my brother and sisters, you know, I think all of us went on our own journey. I think Tommy and Cindy, you know, they came in after most of the church trauma had, uh, had already happened. And so I think that not only they experienced, but you know, me and Natalie, for sure. I mean, that, that we went, we had to go through a, a journey and, and even now, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the, I would say I'm on the tail. I was just with my counselor this week. He, he was at the, at the vacation thing that I was on the retreat. You know, we talked about just some of our stuff, you know, but I'm on the tail end of dealing with a lot of that stuff now. It had nothing to do with you. It just had to do with just the church, you know, the the church, the, the people, some of the people in the church that, you know, can just make things more difficult. But all that to say is sometimes it's the pastor that doesn't know how to manage his time and juggle his family and prioritize his family. And, and sometimes it's the church that right. abuses you know, their access to the pastor or, you know, some of those things. Uh, and then there's more to it than that sometimes. But at the end of the day, yeah, that's that's a lot of it. And so just coming coming back to that, such a such a big deal. Um, so I know we have, you know, you talked about that. The next series that's coming up with this is this is going to be news to John. I think I, this Sunday we'll be calling an audible. Uh, <laughs> so you know what? Nothing's surprised. <laughs> Nothing surprises John. This Sunday there might be an audible. So uh, I think it's going to be the next Sunday. Um, we're kicking off a new series called Name Tags. Um, in in the Name Tag series, it's literally what are the things that you've been wearing? What's the title? What's the identity? What's the name? What's the, you know, you're going to be nothing when you grow up. You're worthless. You're a piece of crap, you know, and no one loves you. What What's the name tag that has been given to you that you've just been wearing for the last five years, 10 years, 20 years um, that we need to, we need to change how, how you see you because it's not how God sees you. And so that series is coming up next. So when you touched on that, I was like, all right. <laughs> that's, that's where we're going anyways. So uh, it worked out really good. So that series nice. is coming up. Make sure you guys. It's awesome. Yeah, nice. That was good. Be with us for those. It'll be so, fun. Yeah. This, oh. this Sunday, um, I think we're going to, we're going to expound a little bit on, um, I'm just, I think we're just calling it the first and we're going to deal with, uh, you know, what is it? You, you talked about tithing, but I think I, I, people have questions. So what does it mean to give your first to God? And in that we're going to talk about, the first tenth, we're going to talk about first fruits, and we're going to talk about um, the other ways that you can make sure that God is first. And so we're going to—I think we're going to dabble in that this Sunday. So, John, that's what I'm teaching in pipeline tomorrow night on the value of the first. The value of the first. Yeah. Oh. So that's—it's all—it's all lining up. Look at Look that. God. As if, as if the Holy Spirit had a, <laughs> something to say about it. Yeah. So this past Sunday was fantastic. Did a it's great a good job. Day. Great job. Good it was. Day. Uh, People were people's lives were, were truly changed. That eleven thirty service popping off. See, I try to tell some of y'all, y'all need to start going to the eleven thirty service. Y'all didn't didn't make it to eleven thirty. <laughs> so now that one's gonna be full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's everybody at the eight thirty service? No, yeah, it no. was uh, it was just a really that was it was a Holy Spirit moment and um, you know passion in being the being the legend that he is. He caught it and ran with it, and and the team did a great job too. Just everybody, you know, just it's it's one of the things we talk about a lot 
you know, because sometimes I think we grew up in church services and church environments where it's like, we just need to be spontaneous and let the Holy Spirit lead where he wants to go. And it's like, yes and amen. But because we were so prepared when the Holy Spirit showed up at the 1130 service and kind of redirected our path, um, we were able to pivot and move easily because we were so prepared. So it was yeah. like, you know, we were only moving a few things because everything else is prepared for everything. You That's know? right. No, I, I, you know, I know we got to wrap up. I, I think it's so important, you know, and I appreciate, you know, you guys, um, you know, with all this happening around our nation right now, I mean, there is a genuine move of God sweeping our nation on college yeah. campuses and in different places. And, um, but you, you cannot do away with the local church right? because you can't stay in a, in a worship service for the rest of your life. You can't stay at an altar the rest of your life somewhere you got to get up and go back to the, the life mm -hmm. because that's where God's going to use you with what he's done in you, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, and if the local church isn't ready for that and, and, you know, we see that as pastors, we get that not from our people, thankfully, but you get it on social media, you know, your church isn't in the move of God or revival. If you're having a, or a structured service, God moves through structure, read scripture, you know, he's not a chaotic God consistently and yeah. consistently he works through structure. <laughs> and, you know, we had great worship. We had uh, the word. We did everything and a great move of God. You can have all the above, right? You know, Crazy and when God decides to move in a specific way, you flow with him. You don't quench that you flow with him. And I, and I thought it, it was a great testament mm -hmm. uh, to, to you guys, you know, that, you know, we're not here trying to run a ship. We're here trying to build a kingdom, Yeah. you know, Absolutely. and uh, we saw all the above. But then we also know our people that were greatly touched and got something extra Yeah. through the Holy Spirit yesterday. They have a church to come back to and connect in a group Yeah. and, right. and grow and be discipled and not like, OK, I got God touched me. Now what? Now what? Yeah. yeah. You got a family now that's going to help me with that journey. Right. That's good. And, and it's, there, that, there's no price on that. No, it's, Absolutely. it's key. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good. I mean, so, you were up awesome. on the stage whenever you were doing this. Yeah. You know, getting getting the band to get back into it whenever, whenever yeah. Pastor Dan was starting to really preach in that yeah, moment. Yeah. It just brought me back, you know, because, like, you know, the altars were flooded. Yeah. You know, the, it's just, it was, it was yeah, very, yeah. yeah we, had a new drummer, we had a new drummer Sunday. He's not, yeah, yeah he's not part of TC. He's right. from somewhere else. So we you were like, to fill trying in. to get in. I was, just, I was trying to talk with him, like, you know, I don't know what y'all do, bro. But you better come this way. Come on. Well, yeah. the, fir the first thing I saw when I did it, I was like, or when he did it, was like, oh, man, I need to start building. So I started building, and I was the only one, like, going with yeah. what you were doing. And yeah. I was like, come let's on, guys, go. let's go. Pick it up, fellas. <laughs> no, it was a good day. Good day. Good times. All well, right. If you missed it, like I said, go back on website or YouTube um, or podcast, wherever you find podcasts. You can listen to it. So, yeah, be a good time. Yeah. Where might, where might they find us, Justin? You might find us on transformationchurch.com or any social platform at Transformation Pensacola. Including YouTube. Including YouTube. That's right. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. All the good stuff. So uh, Not Twitter. Yeah, appreciate not Twitter. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another message recap. <laughs> See you. See you later. later.